this flag is drenched with our blood. So what the young people are saying now, give us a chance to be young men respected as a man. As we know, this country was built on the black backs of black people across this country. And if we don't have it, you ain't going to have it either, because we going to tear it up. The culture of it, we're bringing them the culture of it. I feel it's our time. Two G's in a pod. There's nothing we can't talk about. We can cover anything. We're well versed. That's real. Two G's in a pod. The thing about me and you is, it's a respect thing. Goldfinger. My man G, what up G? They not have two. Two G's in a pod. Anything you say once, you best be able to say it twice or don't say it. I believe that. Two G's in a pod. What's going on, good people? Back at it again. Two G's in a pod. I am the infamous Iron Glenn. To yep. my left <laughs> sits who else but DJ Goldfinger, what up? What's up, G? You know, right back at it again, doing what we do best, talking common sense for the common man, getting people to understand that everything you see ain't what it is. All right, so what it is, G? What it is? Oh, what did we leave off? Last time we left off with some fun. But we're going to start it out right back at it with some uh, some real shit. Topic of the day. Topic of the day. You know, the uh, protests, some call riots. Uh, I like the uprising theme better. You know, people are uh, getting on the looters. So I had to get something out the way and get it off my chest so people understand what looting's about. So anybody out there, and I'm going to preface this by saying... Once again, my opinion, this is how I feel. If you have a problem with the looters, think about this. If you go to museums and you support that, you drink coffee, things like that, all these things that you love and support, museums and donating to museums, where do you think everything in those museums came from? It was looted. It was taken from Egyptians. Africans, wherever they had the artifacts and things like that, even if it was donated by some rich person, the origin of how they came about it, it was looted. And I say that they're even worse than the looters that are going, or the so-called looters that are going in the Louis Vuitton store and stealing Rolexes and things like that, because they went into the pyramids and looted graves of dead people, of dead kings, of dead kings. Queens. So if you have a problem with looting, then you have a problem with museums and all that other shit that comes along with it. So I had to get that off my chest. That's cool now, but let's let's make it even, you know, make it plainer. You know, if you have a problem with looting, then you have a problem with the banking system. You know what I mean? That has or without question. Put you know the, the oppressive taxes and nature of their business to pretty much profit off of the common man, just a regular man. You don't have to be, a, it's not a color with that because the only color there is green. is green. 
Well, you think about the, the, the stimulus package. We all got 1200 They got billions. Trillions. Well, it's all spread about. Yeah, it's spread out, but I'm just saying but, it's combined. Know, combined, yeah. Combined. Trillions of dollars. We've got peanuts. So, no, to what I, I, would, I, would, I wouldn't even say peanuts. I would say peanut dust. Compared to what they all took from the top. Yeah. So it's always the same thing. They get theirs off the top. And then whatever's left, spread it amongst the people. They'll be happy with it. But that's just the economics of what America is based on. You know what I mean? If you've come here or you've been, you know, indoctrinated into the system of what America really is, you know, this is pretty much they've made their fortune off of the murder and oppression of people from day one. Oh, you know, just just add the whole thing: the murder, rape, and pillage. Yeah, not not to not to leave anything. Not uh, to leave anything. Not to leave out. any of the atrocities out. out. You know, and I'm not going to sit here and don't don't you know everybody's going to quick to jump to conclusion. Oh, these guys! If you don't like it here, then leave. Stop with that bullshit. Just stop it. We're not saying we don't like it here. We just said we don't like what's going on. And another thing, um, the audacity to tell us to leave with the fact that the matter is because we built this country. And that's, and that's an unequivocal fact, all right? First off, um, we're probably the reason why your people were able to come because more than likely, y'all came after. And you faced those same oppressions when you came over here and your people came with that same mentality of being oppressed. But the only thing that secured you in the fact that you were able to rise above that was the color of your skin in comparison to ours. Well, you remember, they hated on each other. Yeah, but they were able to put that aside because of the commonality that they were all of white heritage. You feel what I'm saying? Well, they was all felt like they was being oppressed, whether it was religiously or, you know, the right to uh, marry their own cousins wow. <laughs> and shit like that, that, that's a project. Jab, jab. That was a jab. That was definitely a jab. But, you know, and when they was like, well, you know, you go back to where you came from. So let's say we're going to apply that to everybody. Everyone, go back to where they came from, right? Everybody, just say, fuck it. Go back to where you came from. You got to leave, too. Because the only people that have the right to be here, technically, is Indians. Basically. And I know if they had a chance to do it all over again, they'd be like, nope, don't help them. Let them all die because they had that opportunity. But the nature of them were to, you know, we can't watch these people suffer and die. And look what happened. And another falsity. There were black people already here with oh, the Indians. Question. So let's, question. Let's, let's not make it seem without like it question. was just one big cruise that we came over here. Right. And, and that's how it just happened. It was black people already over here. So, you know, um, Let's let's you know let's clear that up. But but bringing it back to, to to modern day and what's going on with this, I think that people are getting because you know this thing escalated quite a bit <laughs> since the last time we were. It here. did escalate quickly. It did so, escalate quickly. You know, but I understand people are upset. People are upset, man. People are mad. People are upset. People are angry. And when you if you don't understand it, I I'm not asking you to understand. Just like we don't ask you to understand. Our podcast, we're not actually going to agree with anything we say, but listen and hopefully you'll learn something. Gee, I'm a little conflicted because though I understand what is being conveyed, there is a lot of mixed messages going on with this whole 
uprising, I would say. I wouldn't say it's a riot. I don't think the uprising. message is being mixed. Because if you, if you listen to it like this, if you're listening to the media, the media is mixing the message. Th- that, that's my point. That's you my point. That's my our point. message is clear. Message is clear and and clear. Now you have these small groups, and I'm sure everyone's seen the videos, and I'm sure the naive people or the dummies, because I'm at the point now, I'm not sugarcoating nothing. So if you believe those people that are running around breaking the windows, and they've got videos of cops handing out bricks, they got videos of cops messing up their own cars, videos of cops actually breaking windows. You you understand what I'm saying? So you're not going to believe that. But you're going to believe the rioting once it starts. So, in my opinion, you're just a dummy. Yeah, um, I think I think that um, the the message is being co-opted, and I think the media is because you don't control. If you don't control the media, you don't control the information. But like I told and, you, remember I told you a long time ago. We and you, we've been talking about this before we even started the podcast. We talked about this. He who controls the information controls the world, and that's a fact. That's because that, if you constantly tell somebody something over and over and over again you constantly put that image out eventually you're gonna start believing it i do agree with that i think that um the 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 message that is going out is being co-opted by the media but i also believe that the message of oh this is what it's going to take to get the desired result is also muddy in the message as well i don't believe that you can beg for victory and have someone give it to you and feel like you won. I'm hoping that we don't think that it's going to be one fellow swoop and everything's going to be right because it's not. Yeah, I think this is I, an, I think an that's ingrained, trained systematic thought process. Systematic. systematic. Systematic racism is an ingrained thought process that's been hundreds of years. Yeah, I think I think that um, you know we have to start realizing what's a battle and what's a war and what's a revolution. It has to be some very severe distinctions between what is actually happening. And I think that... We've won battles before. Yeah, and we've, we've, we've definitely fought battles before, but not everything is a win. Sometimes nah. there's time for you to make your statement and then fall back, reorganize, and regroup and assess where you're at. And I think that right now should be the time for the masses to assess where they're at. Definitely. But, you know... I was talking to a good friend of mine, and I had to let her know she's very angry. She's angry at what's going on and getting like that. And I and I and I and I totally get it. But I had to explain to her if you can't let your emotional state dictate your action, and that's basically what's going on because of the 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 mass. You have a lot of people. Doesn't seem like they're all on the same page. That's why you can allow people to come in and have different motives. Where it's like, well, you're seeing certain people are. Yo, it's a peaceful protest, but yet two blocks down, there's somebody, you know, throwing rocks or somebody. Everybody has to be on the same page, and that's where I think that that's that's the tough part. That's the tough part, that's but the tough but part. It, but it's only a tough part when everybody is not of the same mind state. If people are going there with different. Um, points to prove right. or different motives and we have seen that we have seen people come from different places other than the places where they're they're protesting well, from out of state of those people that are coming from out of state were paid to come here so you have people that but are this, paid but that's the point to stir the pot. But, but that's the point though you know they're not on the same wavelength and they're not on the same but it's now, not the same motive i'm going to add this to it so the people that come stir the pot they leave out bricks and things like that i make a relative comparison who do you blame the mouse 
Or the mousetrap. Right. Right. You blame the mouse because he went to the mousetrap because he was hungry? Or you, guy, you blame the guy who set the trap? Right. So just because the trap's there don't mean you have to take the bait. Right. You understand? But that's where conscious thinking comes in where, you know, don't let your anger be like, oh, fuck that. I'm mad. Oh, shit. This motherfucker just put out a ton of bricks. Let me go grab these bricks and start throwing them. Nah, you, you, you have to be smarter than that. Right. Because this is, this, is, this, is, this is chess. This ain't checkers, man. And it's, it's never chess. been. And it's never been checkers. You understand? Those yeah. that play checkers, it's a simple game, man. You're just moving in simple angles. This is chess. You have to think 10, 15 moves ahead and understand what's the end game. Yeah, and it's definitely a strategy involved. And I think that at this point, they've kind of put their pieces on the board and they let you know exactly where they're willing to take it. And the masses have to actually look at it and say, well, how far are we willing to go with this? Are we prepared to do this? Everyone's not prepared. And everybody's not prepared. And that's why I think, and that's why I think that at this point, at this point, there needs to be some type of fallback and to reassess and reorganize and to basically find out what you can get from this situation. You know, what do you want? You know what I mean? Right. Of course, the obvious is that we we want the cops to stop killing us. We want the cops to. That's first and foremost. That's we first and that. foremost. You know, and you know, in a perfect world, what that, would you? Okay. How would you go about orchestrating that change? Because it's not going to happen in one fellow swoop. Oh, it's what, totally. So, not. what would you be your not. idea of how to make that change come about? Well, it's going to have to be with. Uh, a plan to kind of demilitarize the police because basically what's going on is the police have occupied our neighborhoods and communities. Mm-hmm. And this is not just a black issue. And we're, we're catching the brunt of it. We're the recipients of the most hell that goes with it. That's why when we say, for those that get mad and say all lives matter, we understand that all lives matter. But... The black lives are the ones that are in danger right now. So when you say all lives matter, it's disrespectful to us when we say that black lives matter because all lives aren't in danger. And I was listening to my man Shannon Sharp and he was like, it's like living in a cul-de-sac with 20 houses. One house is on fire. The fire department comes in trying to put that fire out and everyone wants water on their house even though their house is not on fire. So how much sense does that make me watering your house, even though that your house is out on fire, when there's clearly one house that is? Right. Allow us to put this fire out. Or, or saying, why are you putting fire on, uh, putting water on their house? Yeah. That's how dumb people sound when they say all lives matter. So anybody with common sense, for the common man, as we say... <laughs> When we say common sense, common sense would know all lives fucking matter. That's just common sense. But all lives aren't in danger. So stop with the whole all lives matter shit because all lives are not in danger. Black lives are in danger. So when we say that, it's disrespectful when y'all say all lives matter when we say black lives matter. Because we know, we have common sense. We know fucking all lives matter. But we're the ones in danger. And and, and to to that point, I think the rest of America is finding out that their lives can be in danger too. Like you've seen a countless encounters with the police over oh, the last definitely. couple of days. With the protesters, with the protesters, they're catching it. Oh, being of, of 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 different colors, they're catching it. So now they're getting a real feel of the 
the over aggressiveness of the police officers. And these are not necessarily people that's protesting either. This is just people that's out or just happen to be caught up out there at the I wrong time. Of the she curfew. got caught outside of the curfew and she was bruised up like a fucking peach in a bag of bowling balls. Mm. You understand? So going back to what I just asked you, how would I start to exact change? All these lawsuits that's going to come about from all this over-policing. Because police serves a purpose. And, you know, there's criminal elements in every society. Police serves a purpose. We know they're there to serve a purpose. Start hitting them in the pockets. So instead of saying, because what happens is, cop beat me up. It was unjust. I go sue. It's like I just paid myself because it's coming out of my taxes. Put legislation in to allow it to come out of their pension. So every time they unjustly kill someone, unjustly abuse someone, let their pension pay for it. Let it come out of their pocket. And that's, now you'll start getting police to police themselves. That's that's a jewel. But the thing is, is that psychologically, I think there's a bigger issue at hand. No, no, we totally get that. But at some point, you have to start somewhere. So now, because it's like, okay, you got uh, the school system. One teacher molests a kid. You don't see all the teachers come and jump behind teacher that molested the kid, they want him out of there because why? He makes teachers look bad. So you ain't never hear a song that says, oh, fuck all teachers or, or fuck firemen because they're not going to do some dumb shit. If one does some dumb shit, they get rid of that one element. So when you say that all cops aren't bad, we know all cops aren't bad. But if y'all don't police each other, what makes the sense? How do you think you want us to police ourselves if y'all not policing each other? And, and I think that with that becomes a problem because it's like at some point police believe that even though they're public servants, they are above that. They do. They think they're above the law. And and but what if happens you look is look at their laws of how it's constructed. It says that they are supposed to abide by the law as well. That the laws that they're enforcing. But they don't. So that's where that blue level of science, they feel that they can they can they can curtail the law because I'm an enforcer of the law. But it doesn't work that way. In their mind, it does. In their mind, it's like these laws don't apply to me. But they do. Because I go back to what we were saying in the last podcast. Me and you commit a crime. Or I commit a crime, me and you walking down the street. They're going to arrest both of us and figure out later that you didn't have nothing to do. Right, right. So if they would have arrested all four of them from the rip, just arrest all four of them. Figure that shit out later. Right. You could have, you could have, I don't know if you could have prevented this from happening because I think it was an inevitability but I don't think it would have got out of hand as it did if you would have just arrested all four of them from the rip and be like you know what let's lock them all up and figure it out later yeah because you can always pull back yeah um, I think that at some point the people that we're asking to police the police <laughs> need police <laughs> that's a motherfucking mean? fact and, and that's a motherfucking and fact. it really it really comes to the point where that the officers now and what I'm what I'm really scared of is the fact that we create an environment for the police that it's not worth them to police and now they bring in the military to be the blanket you know overseers of what's going on as far as where crime in the dwells because um, just to bring down a demilitar demilitarization 
of of what's going on. Like they're using tactics that are based in war against the common man. In Which the is the crazy part is, you know, I, I, I had a dream, right? Don't fucking laugh. <laughs> I had a dream that the military came in. And there was this organization that was like, okay, you brought the military in, went, grabbed up their families of the military and put their families on the front line. And this was all in a dream. Wow. So now, not only were they just turning on their fellow men, they were turning on their family. But I, I think that they have been turning on their family because at some point, you're behind that gun. Yeah, I get it. You're behind that gun. But you're pointing a gun at somebody that looks like your people. Yeah. That looks like your family. They look like your family. But imagine in the dream, it was their family. And, and, and I think that what it's going to come to. You know, and I was like, I woke up because I had to do dad shit. I woke up before I can see it play out. But it was ingrained in my head when I saw it because they're now they're pointing guns. Not the people that just look like them, like me and you, but they were literally pointing guns at their own family members. And that's how it ended because that's how I woke up. So I was real interested to see, you know, how you try to fall back to sleep and try to see if you can get that again. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that shit yeah. don't happen. That shit don't work. You know, at all. Fucking the, um, you know how many women I'm listening to because of that shit? <laughs> how many accounts? Wait, 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 wait. Wait, the shit's coming off. God damn it. You know. And, you know, that's going to be the interesting part because before we're anything, before we're black, white, Chinese, Spanish, uh, European, you're a human being first. And that's where people make that disconnect. Because the, the, the color of your skin is only based on your geographical position. Where you're, where you're born. born. Right, right. But people aren't smart enough to understand. Right, right. You know. It's a lot of things that they put that put between us to keep us separated, but in re in actuality, we're really more alike than we're different. But that's why we call it common sense for the common man. This is literally all common sense. Yeah, but it's just... You it's it's becoming, someone it's, to think that you're superior to me, right? Me and you, not me and you, me, white dude, same size, six foot, 230 pounds. Physically, equal. The only thing that's going to separate us is mindset and heart. Yeah. You understand? Yeah. So that's the only thing that's going to separate. But physically, exactly the same. And it's crazy because you know? I, I never got the whole fact of a person being in a different place and being, you know, there makes them better than me or makes them. I've never I've never bought into that. Maybe my self-esteem is just too high to, to, to fall in line with that bullshit. But it's just, I think, like I said, there's more things that keep us apart, but we're more alike Without question. than we're different. I love to see people have a good time. I love to see people come and party, all different ethnic groups and colors and races just mixing together, laughing, having a ball, getting drunk, talking shit, having fun. And that's literally what most people want to get back to. Yeah. They want to get back to that. And I myself want to get back to that too, but we have a mission to complete first, to get us on that road to change where we actually all are on the same level playing field. 
we're all equal, not only in the eyes of the law, but in the eyes of man, that we all are truly equal. Where we all are equal when we walk in banks. We all are equal when we go for housing. We all are equal in every aspect of life where we're all equal. And the only thing that's going to separate us is if this one works harder than that one. Because I can't change a person's work ethic. I just want to change the, the, the play, level of the playing field. And now it's on us to figure that out after that. Basically. You know? And you know, and knowing that, you know, the goalposts are not gonna be moved. No, nah, exactly. When, when, when that happens. Goal. Don't yeah. don't all the ball. Yeah. You don't fucking fucking uh Charlie Brown me and shit when I line up to kick the fucking ball and you move the shit, you know. <laughs> like, ah nah, 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 don't do that. Leave the ball there, let me kick it, leave the goalpost there where it's at. If I kick it and it's good, it's good. If I miss, it's on me. Basically. But don't Give me an uneven playing field and say... You're okay, judged by the same score. Yeah. And it's, right. and it's, nah, don't do that. Don't do that. So we want everything level across the board so we can get back to our laughing, joking, partying, having fun, doing our thing. That's what we want to get to. That's what we're trying to get back to. Well, speaking of ball, pause... But um, <laughs> you know what you sound like. <laughs> Speaking of all, um, a little controversy in, I guess, another field of business in another world. Right. The world of football. Okay. So, um, personally, Drew Brees. Yeah. Personally, personally, I haven't listen. I haven't, I haven't participated in football. We know that. In a few years. Right. Just on the strength of the audacity of the way the owners communicated their um, disagreement with how things were going on with the issue of um, Colin Kaepernick taking a knee. Right. Now, um, I respect Colin Kaepernick. His, um, his views were valid, although I don't believe that he communicated in the best way through this ordeal. Because the conversation was muddied. It was muddied by the media. It was muddied by the pundits. It was muddied by the critics. It was muddied by organizations, the president. Before the issue even got muddied, he explicitly said that this was not about the flag or being patriotic. It was about to bring light to the plight of Black men being slaughtered in the streets by the police. 100%. Now, uh, first and foremost, I don't give a what the NFL says. They owe that man a fucking apology. First and foremost. Because it was live and direct. Even though it was live and direct before, it was live and direct again. Now everybody getting the picture. That's why you see it. It's not just protests here in New York. It's not just protests here in Minnesota. It's protests in all 50 fucking states and different countries around the world. You know what's and, interesting to me? Go ahead. I don't think that we would have paid as much attention to this happening had it not been for the absence of sports. We're in a really unique time because Dude, that's because why. because there wasn't because there wasn't many distractions going on at the time. Right. We didn't have to face what he was saying. Now, you know I'm not a religious person, but I'm a spiritual person. I believe there's a God upstairs, and God 
allowed all the distractions to be removed. There was no sports. Everyone was in the house. So you had no other choice but to see it. And the fact that George Floyd's boy was played in the NBA. Stephen Jackson. Stephen Jackson. Big ups to Stephen Jackson and all that smoke podcast. Had a voice and would not let it go unpunished. That played a huge deal in it. Well, along with the fact that wasn't nothing else going on. There was no, oh, shit, I'm going to just turn it to football. I'm going to turn it to basketball. I'm going to turn it to baseball. It was everywhere. And they constantly kept playing it. The thing is, I think the biggest thing was the fact that we're coming out of a common thing that we all kind of battling against. We're all in this thing together, right? That was the that was the tagline that they gave to us throughout this whole pandemic. Right. We're in this together. Home together, stay together, together, this, that, and the third. You know, separately, but together, right? right. So when that happens, but it can't stop racism or can't stop the brutality of being killed in the streets, it snapped. And it's like, damn, even the biggest pandemic in the world, world can't stop motherfuckers from being racist. Or being killed. Or being killed. You and I think that that was the big picture across the board that in the absence of everything that's going on, <laughs> this wasn't absent. Right. So now getting back to what you was about to say, whereas, you know, Drew Reeves came out, tried to him, I would punch in the face for the record. I would punch him square in the face, right between the eyes more than once because he tried to spend that whole, oh, my grandfather, my great grandfather. Stop it. There was a whole bunch of brothers on that line right along with him. Couldn't sleep in the same barracks. They probably even get the same equipment. You understand what I'm saying? So, miss me with that drill shit. And for those that were like, oh, I accept his apology, fuck him, fuck his apology, and fuck his fucking helmet. All right, now, with that being said, I, I, I look at it a different way. I think that his, his explanation of how he took it was right in line with the NFL. I think it was a microcosm of what the owners actually feel. Um, there was there was a, a a newscaster, Laura Ingram. She says, "Shut up and dribble," right. right? So she says that to primarily. Well, she said it to LeBron and KD. She said it to LeBron and KD, but she's basically those are the biggest stars in basketball, right. and she basically said to them and their sport, "Shut shut up and dribble." dribble. Right. You can't dribble a football. No. Right? She so do? she wasn't talking. She said to him, shut up and pass. She, she wasn't talking about football. She was talking about basketball. Right. In turn, when Drew, Bre- when Drew Brees says what he says about the flag and it being patriotic and, you know, I, I never got with that kneeling and this, that, and the third, he is basically echoing the thoughts of the owners who's in line with the president that also feel that unequivocally unapologetic patriotism to that situation. Nothing wrong with them feeling patriotic, but to have it in contrast to what was being said is egregious. I've had guys I've worked with say the same exact thing. Gary DeStefano. I'm in the business of calling people out. Well, the same exact thing. Well, He's disrespecting the flag. Well, and I explained it to him and I was like, I'm only going to explain it to you once. It has zero to do with the flag. 
Well, it had nothing to do with the flag, and he explicitly said it had yeah. nothing to do with the flag. So, but the fact of the matter is, is this: um, if you represent the flag, and that's how you feel about the flag, and and it's because of the war, and because of, I had people that served, you aren't the only one that served. I don't but remember, they're also forgetting what the purpose of freedom is. You understand? Freedom is freedom of speech, freedom of religion. And like I said, a lot of them wanted freedom of religion and free to date their cousins. Yeah, I'm throwing that jab again. <laughs> throwing that jab again. You understand? They want freedom to do all the weird shit that they want to do, and I'm not mad at you. Right. I'm not mad at you. You want to do weird shit? Let everybody do weird shit. Right. You also let everybody do normal shit. Let everybody have the freedom to do normal shit as well. Right. So that's what that whole, all that shit was about. And the Boston Tea Party looked like a riot to me. Yeah. You know? But they disguised it as a protest. Right. Looked like a riot to me. But it's all good. They fuck shit up. It's right. all good. You right. understand? But and they were going against the country that was yeah. actually in power as but well. It, it fit their narrative. But so, they're, and they're called patriots. Yeah. You know, it is what it is. Right. You know, and like I said, you want to be racist, that's on you. It's on you. You understand? Drew, Drew Brees, I think that he blew it because he fell into the, the he, convenience of he being... Blow it? Yeah, I think I, I think I think he actually blew it because he fell into the convenience of Caucasity, um, and that's a word. I like that. That's that's <laughs> I like that, that. That's, that's that's a word that I, I you know I feel like it sums it up because it's like there's a cocoon that you can always go back into and play the the white oh victim, and it's like you know well you know that was like a chicken fucking Central Park. Yeah, it, you know it's, all, it's the, all the Karens, all the Karens of the world. It's like oh, I didn't mean nothing by it. stop, just stop. Just I stop. think in his position and him being a quarterback, which also has his own different types of parallels of, of racism and power and why certain people are quarterbacks and why they're not. All I know is anytime he get blitzed, just let him through. Wow. Yeah, that's where I'm at. I think he did a disservice to his, his teammates. I think we're yes, making a blanket say, uh, statement like that without having any type of... Um, you know he's entitled to his opinion, and we're not, is. we're not. Like I said, we're not people, here. You are entitled to be racist. You're entitled to be bigoted. But when you put it out there, you put it out there to the right person. And I, fortunately or unfortunately, am that right person. I have a react. I have a right to react any way I choose. So if you choose to come in my face and be bigoted and be racist. I hold the right to punch you square in the fucking face because that's what's going to happen right now. So be racist all you want. Be bigoted all you want. Be what you want. But if you do it in front of the right person, be prepared to deal with the consequences. Valid. So every action has an opposite reaction. So whatever you're prepared to do, prepare to deal with the consequences. That's why I always say, anything we say once, we can say that shit twice. Because we stand by what we say. So, you want to be racist? Stand by it. But stand by the reaction, too. So now, he's going to actually eventually play again. You know, even though we're down now, as far as with the football. Um, he's going to actually play again. What do you think the response to him will be now? What did I just say? If they blitz... You know, give him a little of the old um, longest yard treatment. 
Let him through. It's Let amazing. It's it's amazing that um, he would even think that um, this is gonna be accepted in a league that's almost. Like I said, a lot of the players who even who reacted, some cursed him out, but some of them were politically correct with their responses. So when I say I want to punch him in the face, I speak for them because I know a lot of them. That's what they wanted to say, and they have access to him. So. He's at some point, he's going to have to deal with that smoke. He's going to have to deal with that consequence uh, face-to-face. He's going to backpedal. He's going to try and backtrack. And, you know, you know, he get, you get what your hand called for. Interestingly enough, he didn't, he didn't apologize to Cap. And he pretty no. much portrayed him in a way uncharacteristic of what the actual argument was about. And he didn't mention him by name. It's like, yeah, you apologize to people. Yeah, you said that people pulled your coat to it and was like it was insensitive. And your teammates pulled your coat. And, you know, you you feel. And I, I honestly don't believe that Drew Brees is a bad person. I think that the convenience of Caucasity is, is keeping him in a place where he gets the benefit of the doubt of it. Like I said, we are big on accountability. So... You know, yeah, Drew Brees is definitely going to have to be accountable for this. He's going to have to be and, held accountable. And, and people you know, that are racist are going to have to be held accountable for their actions. Whatever you say, you you don't own it. But be prepared to deal with the consequences. And it's amazing that he would blemish his career at the end of his career. Like an amazing career. He's it's not a champion. Change, it's not going to change his money. Yeah, it's really it's not. not. Going, it's not going to change. Yeah. It's not going to change his money. Yeah. It's not going to take money out of his account. Well, if you he wanted to, if he wanted to play or mm-hmm. keep playing. You know what? Listen, it's still not going to change his money. Still not. They're afforded a luxury that we can we don't have. They can say shit and do shit, and it'll be forgotten and forgiven. But will you say shit and do shit? It'll be forgotten, but not forgiven. Yeah. You understand? So Mike Vick did more time for killing a dog, and I love fucking. But he did more kind of killing the dog than most of the cops that killed uh, unarmed man combined. Yeah, because they you understand primarily don't. So get you let let right. that fucking sink in. Yeah, you let know? that. And sink like in. I said, yo, those that know me know I love dogs. You understand? But I don't put dogs on a higher pedestal than man, even though dogs are more forgiving than man will ever be. Mm. You know, so maybe we should be more like dogs. <laughs> Scooby Doo was cool. Scooby Doo was a cool motherfucker. First of all, I think Scooby Doo was high all the time because anybody that eat that many Scooby snacks had to be high all the fucking well, time. Well, he hanged with Shaggy, and Shaggy was definitely high. Shaggy was definitely high because <laughs> he, because first of all, he was talking to his dog on a regular basis. <laughs> like his dog was gonna answer. So yeah, Shaggy was definitely high all the time because that motherfucker would eat a whole sandwich in one bite. Real talk right there. So G, um, I'm listening. The people don't really know you like I know you. Go but ahead. um, what it, what were your influences when you grew up? Besides uh, my parents. Yeah, besides your parents, of course. Okay, my dad, who was my best friend. Uh, my mom, who is my best friend. There was uh, Richard Pryor, <laughs> uh, black exploitation movies as a whole, kung fu movies as a whole, 
comedies. I've been influenced by a lot of different different aspects, which makes me well rounded. You know, I love of you know you know how I am with movies. I love fucking movies. So I can pull a movie quote from anywhere. So I've been influenced by movies. My parents first and foremost, my dad, my mom, Richard Pryor, who I love, John Belushi. From the original cast of Saturday Night Live, I actually cried when he died. Wow. That's how deep they went, my wow. love for John Belushi. John Belushi was hilarious. Um, Red Fox, uh, Flip Wilson, yes, I'm that old. Flip Wilson, uh, the short-lived Richard Pryor show, which spawned a whole bunch of... Living Color. Oh, Living Color. Uh, Chappelle, Chappelle Ch- Show. Well, that, Chappelle that, show. That was the nucleus for all that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, the, you know, the Richard Pryor show was the, well, what did you say Richard Pryor or Flip Wilson? Well, in, it was sketch, it was, comedy, it was sketch well. comedy as well, mm-hmm. but it was more situational. I think the, the, the tenor of Richard Pryor's show was more political, you know, in that way. Right. Um, and I think that that spawned off Living Color and, um, and Chappelle show more so than Flip Wilson. Well, it allowed Flip, them to be Flip able to Wilson do was more like a variety this. show. Right. So, he, and, yeah, they, he came along the line with like Rowan and Martin laughing. Right, right. Yeah, I'm dating myself. Right. Rowan and Martin laughing, right. things like that. So, yeah, I think he, each one opened the door for the totally, next. Totally. To be able to push the envelope and then push the envelope a little bit more and then push the envelope. Like Richard Pryor, they actually tried to, um, uh, cut him off at the knees because he only got four episodes. Yeah. And if you go back to those four episodes, that's some of the funniest shit you'll ever see on TV. Not even the most funniest shit. It was the most provocative stuff because oh, the, of, of the things that he covered and just the jewels that he dropped in those episodes were just like, you know, do yourself a favor. Try to see if you can... Um, you know, look it up on YouTube or whatever like that and catch yeah, those episodes. They, those, well, I actually have them on DVD. Def- know, I definitely my DVD do collection is, is probably 2,000, 3,000 okay. DVDs. That's nice. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, I have a, I'm, I'm habitual when it comes to, to like DVDs. I constantly buy them because I, I want to be able to go watch them whenever I want. So let's say shit really got crazy and there is no Netflix, you motherfuckers are fucked because I got DVDs up the ass. Pause. <laughs> hey, wait a minute. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I got DVDs up you the ass. You ain't high, I'm not even going to say it. I'm not even going to say it. You know, so, but as far as, like I said, my influences, you know, because I watched a lot of movies. But I also had characters in my neighborhood growing up. We were from the same neighborhood. So we had characters growing up you know, that influenced us, you know, so where we grew up influenced us. Yeah. Uh, we influenced each other. Yeah. You understand? And it's and it's and it's crazy because um we have pretty much primarily the same influences. Like, you know, of course I love Rich Pryor and right. Bruce Lee and stuff oh, of that nature. Bruce Lee. And like see, Doc- we, we, see I was a Shaw Brothers fan. I was like the Wu Tang, the yeah. Shaw Brothers, the Five Deadly yeah. Denons, Fist of the White Lotus. Um this one wasn't the Shaw Brothers, but it was uh, Billy Chong and Kung Fu Zombie, which if you go back and watch the movie, they actually weren't zombies. They were vampires. But <laughs> you could tell, you know. Yeah, you know, you couldn't tell <laughs> me nothing because as soon as I left up. the fucking movie theater on, um, what was the movie theater on 4th Avenue? 4th Avenue? Yeah. The one, um, they had the... They had a fourth. They turned them in. They turned it down. Joe, Joe, Joe Witness Center. Joe Witness Center. Right. We used to go there between there and 42nd Street where you can go spend five bucks and see eight movies. 
You by the time you walk in there and it's daytime, by the time you walk out, it's nighttime, and you could not tell me I didn't know karate. Yo, that theater that you're talking about, see, because you're a little bit older, you were you were you were there to see it being a movie theater. Oh yeah. When I was coming up, that was a religious place. So right. they it was Joe Witness Church. Before it was Joe Witness, they used to have Reverend Knight used to come through there. Wow. Reverend My Knight. mom used to take me to that church and Reverend Knight was actually there. Like right. actually there. That's crazy. And I used to protest against her, be like, Mom, why are you giving this man this money? Facts. Being really young. Yeah. You know, you Facts. you risk you run you run the risk of getting slapped in your mouth for telling your oh, mom. You definitely anything. You, you work for you can't tell a black mama anything but what you about to do. <laughs> and what you about to do better be chores. That she told or, you or to something do. she told you to do. Right? Yeah, because right. if it's something that you feel that's your own opinion, yeah, you're gonna get slapped yeah, in the yeah. mouth. I got slapped in the mouth <laughs> more than a couple of times. Uh, my mom was and is the disciplinarian. My dad had this thing that he would do to me where he would just hit me with the silent treatment, and that was for me because that was my best friend. That's fear of God type of stuff. Yeah, like he would like. And he would hit me with a silent treatment, but his look spoke louder than anything he could have said to me because it was a look like I disappointed him. Ooh. And that shit used to kill me. And I do the same thing to my daughters right now. So it's the, the old boom, guilt trip. What goes around <laughs> the old guilt trip. But my mom, wow, <laughs> right in the mouth. My mom had a jab on her that was like a backhand flick these four fingers, the tips of your fingers, right to the motherfucking lip instantly. Whip! And you'd be like, damn, she's fast. That also brings me to another influence, Muhammad Ali. Oh, listen. We grew up in a time where we actually had superheroes and they were human and they looked like us. Well, first of all, my dad was a superhero. Totally. Hands down, you knew my dad. Uh, my dad was a superhero, but we had Ali was a superhero. Bruce Lee was a superhero. Bruce Lee was a superhero. Dr. J was a superhero. Dr. J definitely was a superhero. Jim Brown. Jim Brown was, was a superhero. superhero. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Shit, OJ. OJ. Yeah. Listen, <laughs> they can say what they want about OJ. OJ did it. You can say what you want about OJ. OJ's influence was superhero-esque. Yeah, man. It was like, you know, Bruce Lee is, is a person that didn't allow, and he, you know, he basically philosophized this in his movies where he didn't allow his emotions. No, to that's take why. Over. I, that's why I said what I said in the beginning. Don't let your emotion, your emotions, dictate your actions, because you will always lose by doing that. And he and was he, he did this, the discipline that he showed at that time and through those movies and what he showed in the lessons of the movies were like that was superhero shit. And yeah. Then, you know, Dr. J, a person that you you could see that kind of looks like, like you with the afro yeah. and fucking flying. You know, little ass shorts. Yeah. <laughs> hey, yo, hey, hey, yo, watch that shit, man. I sit back, I go back, and, you know, and I watch the old footage of the NBA and those, them motherfuckers have some little ass shorts, man. Tiny. Imagine, imagine how many points they would have scored. If they had baggy shorts on. <laughs> Think about that. They had on looser shorts. And the fucked up shoes that they had, because they had no bounce to them. They those probably shoes. couldn't jump as high yeah. if their shorts weren't that tiny. You know? Yeah, that makes sense. That's, 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 that's a good point. That's a good point. <laughs> you know, um, you know who was one of my favorite people in that is this is like more line. I think he's probably along my age right now, was uh before like a lot of people think like Jordan was the end all be all. 
But if he wouldn't have gotten hurt, Bo Jackson was a bigger star than Michael Jordan was when they were going along at the same time. I'm old enough to remember that because remember, Bo did everything. Bo knows. Bo knew everything. Bo and, played football. Bo you know, played baseball. And, and, and he right was now, with, I and think he's like a... And he was with Nike. Yes. Another thing. Um, I think he's Bo, like... Bo was playing the actual sport of the day, which was football. football. Well, football and he was playing, sport of and the day, And he was playing baseball, which is the other, other sport, actual well, sport was America's of the day. Time. Exactly. And he wasn't good at both. He was, he was great, great at, at both. both. So <laughs> he wouldn't have gotten hurt. And this is, like I said, I always go back to saying that this is my own opinion. If he wouldn't have gotten hurt, one, he would have made the Hall of Fame in both sports. Two, he would have stole some of Jordan's shine. Even though Jordan would have been great. But he actually did. Yeah, he he did. actually did. And, and to keep it, you know, look, I'm... A Jordan fan. I'm not a Jordan fan. Ooh, too late. No, no, too no, no. late. No, 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 no. Too late. No, no, no. Recording it's, it's, it's on tape. Look, it is on tape. Would you stop? It's on tape. Plus, I you got res- Jordans. <laughs> Just gonna throw that out I, there. I respect Jordan. I respect Jordan. You already said it. I'm a LeBron fan. You already got me Bo, on tape saying it. Bo was incredible at the same time and was able him and I must say too, Dion as well. Well, Deion Sanders, see, but Deion Sanders wasn't as good in baseball as Bo because he didn't hold. Right. He was fast. Right. He stole bases. Right. He didn't hit home runs. Right. Bo right. went out Bo and had did the power. what they wanted to see. Right. He had the power. He hit home runs. Right. Exactly. But on the football agree. field, your, your dude came in, missed the first four games, still put up 1,300 yards. You understand? Didn't do not one practice. Bo and, was phenomenal. And Bo had a dope ass sneaker. Well, you know, people always, a lot of people forget about these sneakers. The Ken Griffey's. Ken Griffey's is a dope sneaker, too. Ken Griffey's had arguably one of the best shoes. And he was one of the best players. Hands down. Yep. Hands down, Ken Griffey was one of the best players. But going back to, to uh, Bo, there was Bo and Dion, who both played football and, and baseball. baseball. Bo was better at baseball. Right. Dion was still very good. I think Dion won a World Series. I agree. If I'm not mistaken. If I'm mistaken, please forgive me. But he was very good at baseball. But Bo was great at baseball and grow. But but you know, Bo had that mindset when we go back to what we were talking about the mindset. Whereas he was gonna be great at whatever he did because I think right now he's like a world class archer. Yeah, you understand. Yeah, whereas, and he was great you know, in college. Yeah, he was great in college. Yeah, you know. So, um, if he would have never gotten hurt, I believe he would have made the Hall of Fame in both sports, and I believe he would have stole a lot of of Jordan's. Uh, shine as right. far as him being on a pedestal that he is now because he would have had company he definitely, up there. He definitely had Bo. company at that time. You so. understand? He definitely had company out there. He, they actually was putting more emphasis on Bo Jackson than it was on Jordan because, because he could football, do more. One, he can do more and football was more popular. Yeah. You yeah. understand? Yeah. So the, there was more shine from Nike on Bo Jackson than there was on Jordan, even though Jordan he had his place. But if you at that time Jordan had one side, ex- well neither did Bo. But yeah, Bo but, was what he was doing was so he was phenomenal. so phenomenal in both. And he did shit right. whereas like you know Michael's ability to, to jump and float in the air and things like that was was amazing. Don't get me wrong, but football is considered like a gladiator sport, and he was making men look like children. 
Maybe we did the Boz. He ran Boz over. Well, we, on Monday Night Football. Yeah, everybody I was waiting for that. And, you know, Boz was, Bosworth was, just stop it. Bobby Jackson ran through him. Right. And then through the back of the stadium. Right. You understand what I'm right. saying? And then so. there was a there was a punchline commercial where they had and it was like Bo knows cycling, Bo yeah. knows this, and then they had Bo knows basketball yeah. and dunks. And then it was like Bo don't know Diddley with my man Bo Diddley. Yes, sir. You don't understand, but yes, it was so many. There was nothing in our mind as him being a superhero. There was nothing he couldn't do. Yeah, you understand. So yes, we did live with until this day. You know what I'm saying? LeBron's like people's superhero. Yeah, you know. Um... He's the greatest player right now playing. Yeah. Yeah. Like, hands down, not even close. Even at his advanced age, he's still better than everybody playing right along with him right now. Yeah. You know? And he, he, he has a social voice. He takes it off the court. He carries it with him everywhere he goes. That's why he gets constant respect from me, even though I still think Jordan's the greatest. He still gets constant respect from me. For who he is, not only as a player, but as a man. I mean, you know, and I, I love Shaq for what he did on the court. I think Shaq could have did a whole lot more. And he did great things on the court. But I think he did, if he would have taken, taken uh, being in shape and taking care of his body a little bit more serious. Because he was one of the most unstoppable forces on the court. You know, he moved like a little man. And he was massive, you know, so there wasn't much he could do except shoot free, throw, uh, free throws. But he could have done so much more on the court if he would have taken care of his body. Makes sense. You know what I'm saying? Because being that big, you have to. You have to. You have to double. You have to double yeah. taking care of your And the body. punishment that he took on the court. He man. did he take a, a lot of punishment He took a lot of court, punishment on the court. But he also dished out a shit ton of punishment, yeah, too. Definitely. You know, to but, uh, you know, we, 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 we have and we've had. You know what I'm saying? We still have superheroes. Like, you know, you know, I'm a big fan of uh, Michael Jai White. The homie. You, and I, I know you know him personally, and I hopefully one day I get to meet him. I am a humongous fan of Michael Jai White, of his, one, his martial arts skills. He's funnier than most people give him credit for. Spawn and Black Dynamite for everybody you know that needs to know. He's funnier than most people give him credit for. Um, but he speaks like we speak. And I'm saying, when I say like we speak, he speaks like a dude that you would know. You know what I'm saying? He carries himself, cause, and that goes with that martial art ability, his, his confidence. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's like I'm a humongous fan of his. You know? I, I, you know it's, it's, I can't say enough good things about him. And, and I never met him. You know him personally. Right. I can't say enough good things about him because I've watched interviews upon interviews. Black Dynamite is one of my favorite movies. I can quote parts of Black Dynamite that would surprise him. You know, because we, 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 when we watch movies, we take the smallest shit that most people wouldn't even be paying attention to, we would find funny. <laughs> and we would make that a running joke and part of every conversation <laughs> that we have. You know, so going back to him, um, he's like, and we're probably, I think I'm a little bit older than him, but I have so much respect for him as a person, as an actor, as a martial artist, the way he carries himself and the way he treats you. And it's like, I know him vicariously through you because you explained to me that he was such a good dude. 
Yeah, totally. totally. You understand what I'm totally. saying? And that just solidified for me everything that I I looked at him and perceived he could be. Gotcha. You just solidified that because you know him. Personally. Gotcha. You know, so yeah, big ups to him. He's a superhero to myself and I think a lot of black youth who who follow him and follow his movies. And like I said, white youth and whoever wants to follow him, he's a superhero. Yeah, I think that um, it's an interesting time that we're living in and the fact that um, we still have people that we have as examples that we can gain some positivity from. And, you know, I think in these times we're going to need that. We're going to need to be able to latch on or, you know, hitch our dreams to somebody that's, you know, doing it. So, I mean, I don't say he's like hitching our dreams, but giving us something to aspire to be like, to uh, fashion, fashion around, fashion ourselves around. Give us an idea that yo, they did it, we can do it as well. Yeah, you know. Well, that's that's all, that's basically what I'm. You know, and like I said, they did it with an unlevel playing field. So imagine if the playing field was level, and you removed all the barriers that were put in our way. As I'm not going to say minorities because if you go with the grand scale of the planet we're not the minority so people stop believing that lie um it gives us something to strive for i think that's one of the best things about <clears throat> excuse me barack's presidency it gave people the realization that okay if he can do it if i apply myself to the best of my ability and if they level, let's say, with all this going on, they start to level the playing field. A lot more people can strive for that. Thank y'all for tuning in. We hope you were informed. We hope you were entertained. We hope that we were able to get you to think with a broader scope, broader scope, a common sense mindset. To understand that one, everything you see ain't what it is. Everything you hear ain't what it sound like. So uh, until next week, thank you. Two G's in a pot. This is what we do until we can't do it. Peace. Peace.